Hello again. Second post. Pa- p- <laughs> p- <laughs> podcast number two. Tesseract podcast number two, featuring me, Jay Postones, drummer for Tesseract, and Daniel, Mark Tompkins, singer for Tesseract. Yeah. We're in uh, Malmo, Sweden. Everyone else has gone to Copenhagen for the day, but we thought, you know what, we're going to be good and not spend any money and (laughs) record podcast number two whilst looking out from our hotel window on the 12th floor of whichever hotel we're in at Malmo, and it's very beautiful. Shall we describe the hotel room for people? It's green, mostly kind of hospital green is how I'd describe this shade of green. It's quite small. It's nice. It's nice, yeah, it's very nice. There's a painting above our beds of the sea. And it looks like it's weird, been dropped like, in multicoloured, weird blotch of paint on top of it. I think someone might have been taking it's definitely something hotel more. art. Yeah, it's hotel art, it's definitely. It's a very specific type of art. I broke the toilet already. I flushed it particularly hard. Actually, no, that's a lie. I flushed it normally and it just broke. Sod's law. I washed my gig shirt. After two shows, it was already salty and white with the sweat. To be fair, that first show was incredibly hot. Yeah, so we finished the the first podcast and then we went and played Commandatio Festival. Mm-hmm. Commandatio Festival. Commandatio. <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was really hot. How many people were there, I would say that? Four. Four. hundred. I can't remember. The oh, the Portugal one. Mm. Um, no, it was about 800, apparently, that one. Was it? Yeah. It, uh, it didn't look like a very big room when we got there, but apparently there were 800 folks there, which... It was a good crowd. It seemed like it was like a, a really good, energetic club crowd. But we also haven't played Portugal in... I can't actually remember the last time we played it before. I, I've never played it. You can remember, because... Abby, Abby came down, didn't it? And the last time you played there was with Abby. Uh, I'm just trying to think if we've ever played Portugal it, uh, on a tour in between Abby and you. I don't think we have. No, I'm going to leave so. that out to the world to correct us. I don't think we have. But, yeah, Abby, our old singer, came down, um, who I haven't seen in probably at least seven or eight years. And the guys also hadn't seen in quite a while. Um, and it was great to see him. He's living in Portugal now, living the dream. Um, For those of you out there who don't know, Abby was the second singer in Tesseract. Was. Nearly 11 years ago? No, wait, longer than that, 12 years ago, 13 time. years ago. And he wrote some of the very first ideas, like rhythmical ideas and a couple of melody ideas for Concealing Fate, I think, that yeah. have stuck around. Um, was yeah, it was really good to see him. A long time ago. So let's get into the flow of it then. Um, Trying to get into the habit of just shouting out our website, which is www.tesseractband.co.uk. And that's where you'll find everything Tesseract. Um, we have uh, merch links on there, album links, etc. Shows, upcoming shows, shows. Upcoming shows, definitely the place to go if you want to know, want to get accurate information on our upcoming shows. Um, jpoststonesdrums.com mm-hmm. for all things J. And Daniel 
TompkinsVocalist.com for all things Dan. 4DSounds.com, I think, for all things Ackle. Hold tight PR, probably .com for all things James Monteith. And if you want to get hold of Amos... CostaCoffee.co.uk <laughs> <laughs> What's everyone's Instagram handles? Because that's another good oh, one yeah. to get everyone. Uh, I'm just J Postones on Instagram. Um, if you go to Tesseract Band on Instagram and you look at the main page, there are links to our individual face uh, Instagram pages. So we have Ackle at Apple Ackle, myself at Rock with Dan, Moss at Amos Prem Williams, James at James dot Monteith and J at J Postones. J A Y Postones. Yeah. And that's probably the best way to get hold of any of us if you want to ask us a question directly. But do not feel upset if your message is not responded to immediately. Because via Instagram. Via Just Instagram. via Instagram because we get a lot of messages. If you want to email well, the podcast directly, Tesseract Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we mentioned it in the last podcast, but if you have any questions you want to put to us, that's how you get in touch, specifically for this podcast. Yes. Well, what I was going to say is that if you message on Instagram, it tends to go into a folder which is like message requests, which means that we don't see them immediately, and we have to go into this kind of hidden folder to see these messages that are coming from people. Um, but I do check them probably once every week, so if you send me a lovely message... I'll, uh, I'll endeavour to respond. So, now that all that mess is out of the way... Um, well, I'll tell you what. We did have a question. We did have a question. Somebody very kindly emailed in, Karen McElroy, and she says, Hello there. I have a question for all of the amazing and talented fellows in Tesseract. Love heart. That's very sweet. What advice would you give someone who is just starting out on their personal creative path and how do you stay inspired on said path when things get tough? Hmm. Thanks so much. I hope the guys answer. Much love. Karen, we are answering your question. Nice one, Karen. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out? Well, we kind of we kind of answered that question on the last podcast because you asked me and said if I could talk to my 20-year-old self and give one piece of advice, what, what would, would it be? And I think, did I say just take things a little bit more seriously learn my craft learn to be relaxed more about everything that happens i would say i would say try not to get too carried away um i think when you're trying to pursue a dream or a dream job you you can fall into the trap of wanting wanting it a little bit too much and trying to make things happen as a, as opposed to allowing things to happen I think you'll find that you progress a lot quicker by being relaxed about everything. I know that can come with challenges, like financial challenges, but if you if you love some, something enough and you're dedicated to it and you constantly try your best just to be, you know, to succeed at it, um, opportunities will arise. Um, sometimes doors will close sometimes you'll have knockbacks but slowly over the years if you keep plugging away at it you will succeed you will you will get better at your craft and you'll you'll meet the right people uh, you'll develop the right opportunities and 
I would say, yeah, you've got to be committed. You've got to keep at it. You know, the, I think anyone trying to follow a dream is going to have to, it's going to come with sacrifices, a lot of personal sacrifices, financial sacrifices, um, but be steadfast in your, in your, in your ways, I guess. Would you add to that? Yeah. Um, there's a few things that I'd say, really. Um, the first of all, first one is you will have to take leaps of faith because the, there will come moments where you have to choose between doing one thing that, say, brings in income and another thing that progresses the the project, the whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, that came for us a fairly convenient point for me personally, uh, which was the first US tour that we went on where I had the choice of reapplying for a job that my entire office had been uh, made redundant from or going on tour with Tesseract in North America. So for me, it was an obvious choice. Um, I'd also recommend trying to build up something alongside your project that generates income for you regardless of where you are in the world or regardless kind of of what you're doing. Um, if you've got a... It doesn't have to be a, not a side hustle is the wrong word, but something else that you can do on the road that makes money. Because I, I would also, on the top of that, I would say, if you can, make it relatable. Yeah, relatable is always good. Um, uh, we, we all in Tesseract have had, or have, um, something that we, we do that makes a bit of money so that in the... Uh, the, the times when there's not a load of money coming in for the band, um, we can afford to eat. <laughs> I think a and good live. <laughs> a, a good example of um, of keeping it relatable or, or close to your main vision. Uh, so, <clears throat> I developed a vocal coaching business on the side of being a singer, and they go hand in hand, and therefore they are very closely connected. And I think keeping keeping your world. Uh, fairly closed I don't I don't I don't mean that in like you know like shirk off you know pass on all the opportunities that that you get but if it's relatable it's only going to benefit each each job I guess yeah and, and, and the world that you live in you've got to the create you meet. your niche and the, the more of a niche that you can create you, you may be tailoring it to very specific people but those specific people are going to love it so I'd say focus on the, the things that you enjoy the most is also another thing that I'd say to people starting out because there's there's going to be a load of... You, you're going to have loads and loads and loads of ideas, which is great. Especially early on in your career, you'll have loads and loads of ideas. You'll be inspired by loads of different musicians and artists and whatever. Um, and it, it's a great time to try and... Just absorb all of that because you don't know where you're going to be in ten, you know, five, ten, fifteen years, um, and that that will give you a long time to kind of hone your craft. So, getting out of the way all of the stuff that doesn't work, I guess, early on is is, is a great time to test all of that stuff. Um, think big, though. Think big, yeah, definitely think big. If if you're aiming for, oh, well, I'd like to play some shows in a pub one day, then 
that's probably not a big enough dream. Uh, it's very achievable to, at least in my experience, it's very achievable to be in the band that you want to be in um, and kind of be stubborn about it because if you're not, it, it'll just fall away. Um, we, we've all probably been quite stubborn about this at times because you have to be. Um, I'm just going back to the email because it doesn't actually say what type of creative subject we're talking about. It just says quite quite generally yeah. your own personal creative path. So I guess we can only come at this from the one angle, really. Enjoying it, though, is, is absolute key because if if any of us were just in this because we wanted to develop, we were feeding into an ego or we were thinking, oh, one day we're going to make loads of money from this, it's, it's not the right career for you to to have that idea as an outset at the outset like you've got to really enjoy what it is that you're doing what it is that you're writing and playing you've got to enjoy the people that you work with very importantly if, if you're 20 and you're starting out and you're working with a bunch of people who you don't really like being in the same room as but who write the kind of music you like it's probably not going to last very long so i'd seek out fresh people um and another thing that was actually very key for me, and I'd say the other guys, is not limiting yourself geographically because the tendency is to try and start a project with people who are close by, whether it's people that you went to school with or people that you went to college with or you were at work with or just friends that you've had forever or whatever. They're the, the obvious choices because you already know these people, you already know that you like them. And if they can play an instrument and you're trying to start a band, then awesome. You know, you've got you've got your guitarist, you've got your drummer, whatever. They're not necessarily the right people for the project. Um, the the best advice I'd give now, with the internet being what it is, is find the right people for your project online. If you're creating music, you can put it on the internet, you can link to it wherever people do that these days, I guess Facebook and forums and Oh, there's plenty Same of music groups out there. Stuff. I see it all the time, people sharing ideas. It is important. Yeah. but It's it, easy enough to do. Yeah. To totally get get the right people wherever they are in the world because you can... And we're kind of evidence of this. We write the music remotely. We're very rarely in the same room. And we get together for a rehearsal, one production rehearsal, before we go out on a tour and we have done for the past probably five years <laughs> so yeah. i'd say if you are doing that though you have to commit to your own personal practice time you really do you're responsible for learning the music yourself and being able to play it and i guess we all just expect that each other can and will do that now um, maybe at the start of a project it's difficult to do that because you want to be in the same room as these people um but traveling is you know it, you can budget for that you can all get into the same place for a week or something um especially if you're trying to hold down a normal job you know the the start of tesseract we would take time off wouldn't we like our holiday time from work from our jobs our annual leave would be the time that we used to go out on a tour or we'd time a little tour so that it was around a bank holiday in the uk so that we'd have you know, at least a long weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, would be off work anyway. So we'd book a tour that was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> so we'd get six days 
but only have to take two holiday days from work. Um, maximizing all of those type of things were very important. You got, yeah, I think you've just just on the on the back of that, like you know, it is it is important to dream big, but you also have to do things in small steps and be realistic with your mm. expectations as well. And it'll take a long time, a very very long time. We've been doing this. I don't even know how long. I mean, it's coming up to what fifteen years or something. Is it fifteen years? Mm. Oh my god. Um, it's actually kind of shocking when you think about it like that. But yeah, we've been doing this a long time. and I think specifically in the music industry, you've got to be prepared for incredible highs and catastrophic lows and be mentally prepared for that. Yeah. Because, you know, you get opportunities that, that come up. And I remember all those things, you know, oh, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be on tour with these guys or there's an opportunity here, there or whatever. I think as an aspiring singer or musician, you know, you can get very, very excited, but you have to keep your feet firmly on the ground and be prepared for things to not happen. Yes. When they are supposed to. Because stuff doesn't happen sometimes in an instant. Like you you're prepared for it for a couple of months and then all of a sudden the deal's not quite right or someone's playing silly buggers and the whole mm-hmm. thing gets dropped. And that happens because there's like with all industries, the the whole thing is, is kind of controlled, if, if that makes sense. There's, uh, there's a handful of people who are very influential, very powerful, and they kind of get to, to decide what happens, like who, who makes it, who doesn't, who goes on tour with who, that kind of thing. Um, and they can kind of chop and change things at their will, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole different kettle of fish, but I would say... To even be in a position where you can, you know, sit at the table, sit at the table with those people, your craft is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like for us, the music is everything. Um, we need to get it right. <clears throat> Which kind of leads me on to a question. I've got a question for you, Jay. Yeah. Um, Actually, before we do the question, because we want to have some more questions from people, should we start a? Uh, um, yeah, we we're going to do a live Instagram thing. So I'm going to set up my phone. So uh, sing the sing the listeners a little song while I set this thing up. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know how to do this. Look, click on Tesseract. Add story. And then live. Live. So we can kind of capture this on how the podcast as well at the same time. Do this. Stick it there, look. Stick it. Yeah. All right. It's not going to stay there. No, it's not going to stay there at all, is it? That will, though. That will, but it's got a view of the microphone, but that'll do, won't it? Go live. Ready? Checking connection. Okay. Looks like it's live. Hi, people. Hello, people of the internet. No one's going to turn it on. No one's going to Well, let's just leave it on for a bit. Okay, let's just leave it on. Sorry that you've just had to listen to us set up a camera. Um, One thing I want to do today, and I, I mentioned it to you the last time we did a podcast, is I want us to um, have a bit of fun with picking a song each at some point during the podcast. Just one. Um, it can be anything. The last thing you listen to, an artist that you really enjoy. Um, we're not going to do that right now, but we're just preparing you at some point in the podcast. You will hear a little bit of music. Some people don't want to hear that during a podcast. They just want to hear people talking. But... Um, I personally think it's a really good opportunity to share music, so that's what we will do at some point. 
Yes, we shall. So we've got some people commenting now. Um, ooh. Let's have a little look. So if you've got any questions you want to ask us, we are live on a podcast right now. This is the second Tesseract podcast that we've done. Um, Jay is going to keep an eye on the questions. You have any? Um, yeah, I'm trying to see them because they're all the way over there. Someone on the pod on the uh, Instagram live thing. Hello, wow, people are commenting like crazy. Send us some questions because we're doing a podcast and we want to know what people want to hear about. Come to Brazil, come back to Perth, come to Russia. We will. Okay, so this I've got a better, a better idea because these comments are coming in so fast. So if you want to ask a specific question during this podcast, send us an email to tesseractpodcast at gmail.com. Say it again. Tesseractpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to ask a question, then send an email in. We have got our phones at the ready. There you go. And we will keep an eye on that. But for now, we're going to continue with the podcast. So anyway, Jay, I've got a quick question for go you. It kind of linked into the, the thing we were talking about just then, which was, what were, what were we talking about? We were talking about um, the, the question that Karen asked us that was, uh, what would you do? What, what advice would you... That was it. No, no, no. That was it. It was in relation to... You don't get to sit at the table with the people in the industry unless your your work is the best it can be. Yeah, totally. So <clears throat> it kind it kind of relates to that. But I was just going to ask you, how do you personally feel that Sonder has been received? It's been out uh, what over a year now. Over a year now. Um, um, what What are your thoughts on it? I think it's for me personally. It was a great combination of everything that we'd done before it was heavy kind of like the first one it kind of had the vibes of the first test album in the heavy sections because screaming was brought back but in a really good way because you can definitely scream really well now um it had got some more of the proggy aspects of altered state for sure because you'd got like beneath my skin tracks like that that were just super proggy and super cool um and it had also got the more pop elements of uh, of Polaris, so it was kind of it wrapped up the last three records for me, but with a current production vibe. Um, yeah, I was really stoked on Sander. The only thing I'd have liked, which always is the case, is to have more time because we never have enough time to do these things. We always, what's he doing? <laughs> is that going to be backwards? For those listening, Dan's showing the uh, people on Instagram the email on his phone. It's not working. That was a terrible idea. Ah. But, yeah, I think I'd have liked to have had more time with Sunder. Yeah, I'm the same. I wish we could have had more time on the mix as well. More time on the mix. More Just more time to write. <clears throat> it was... I remember it was a case of, right, how long does an album have to be? And we're like shit what can we do to get another couple of minutes in here that doesn't sound forced because we were we, we'd literally written and so so much stuff it felt like but none none of it was quite there and there's still a massive pool of demos isn't there that yeah that yeah there didn't is. make it through so it's ki- it's kind of ironic that on the one hand i just said that you know your own music is the most important part of the business and you shouldn't cut corners 
And on the flip side, you know, we felt we were kind of rushed uh, on the last record a little bit. But, it, but you know, it works. And it was a different approach. We're always about doing different things. So there were benefits to releasing a shorter album. Mm. Um, guys, just so you're aware, if you're just joining in, if you would like to ask us any questions, please don't comment your questions here because we can't see them all. So if you can email to tesseractpodcast at gmail.com, then we will pick up your questions here on the phone. I've got a question for you, Tompkins. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. You asked me that question, but we have just actually had one come through, which oh, is great. No, let's do, do the question yeah. come through. Right. That's so, way more important. Clement uh, Cerveza. I, I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. I haven't pre-read this, so if it's inappropriate, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. So, hi, guys. Before asking anything, I want that I... I think you meant to say... I would like to tell you that I love your music. Oh, thank You're you, a true inspiration. Clement. Thank you very much. The question is for Jay, and it's pretty dumb. <laughs> what, what's your advice for a 20-year-old guy who's already lost 40% of his hair <laughs> and feeling uncomfortable? <laughs> That's so good. Well, actually, you know what? Um, I decided to shave my hair off because I'd had enough of my stupid hair. My 20-year-old self would have probably been very gutted that uh, I was losing hair. My 35-year-old self could not give a rat's ass that Oof. I... Uh... What are you doing? Sorry, I'm trying to make oh, questions. Dan, Dan's making a right Carry mess on. of this. Carry on. Um, I, I, I wouldn't worry about it, mate. I, I'd, I'd embrace it. Shave your head because it doesn't Tell matter. Tell the story. Yeah, okay. Well, it was... Uh, February something last year, uh, 2018, we were on tour, day two or three of a US tour. Um, we had a production day which went really well. We were, we were in a hotel somewhere, weren't we? I can't remember where. And we went to a Walmart, got some hair clippers, and I managed to persuade Dan to shave my head because I'd basically had enough of having a bird's nest on my head. Oh, I just had so much fluff, so much frizz, and um, the stupid bun, the man bun that I had, was doing my head in on every mode of transport where I could not put my head back because it just pulled individual strands of hair and gave me a really localised headache. It so, feels great though, doesn't it? I shaved my head. It's best. brilliant. You've got nothing to do. It's um, so good. You, know, you don't you have to wash your hair in the morning. Unless there, obviously. you've got a really ugly head. Uh, I mean, I'm still. You could still embrace it. Um, that was obviously me being an ass. We've got loads um, of questions coming in. Now. Um, it's it, just embrace it, mate. Is what I'd say because it feels great when you go outside and you can feel the wind on your scalp. <laughs> it's it's glorious. Don't worry about it. Just do it. Just shave it off. Bick it. You'll be fine. Bick it. Embrace it. Embrace Bick it. Bick it basically means use a bick razor. Yeah. And get right down to the skin. Baldness is not a choice. Polish the head. Shaving it's your got head to shine. Is a choice. Shine and be proud of it. So, uh, email from Adi Demiri. Hello, Adi. We come to most of your shows, but every time we run into the same old songs, we want to know why you don't perform some unconventional songs that we have not heard before, like Beneath My Skin. It's a good question. It's a good question, and actually, we are working on redesigning our set we are. to introduce older songs, newer songs 
And that's why the other day on our Instagram page, we posted a blank set list and asked everybody to tell us what songs you wanted to, to hear live. We are very um, aware that we have been playing similar songs in our set for quite some time. There are reasons for that. Um, I think there are people want to hear the, mo the more popular songs that we play, especially to the new audiences that, that we keep having. But on the flip side, we do appreciate that we do have fans that come to every show and perhaps are maybe getting slightly um, bored with hearing the same songs live, maybe. Uh, but we will mix it up. Uh, we've got some plans for uh, specifically next year. We're going to be uh, overhauling everything and um, big time, big time, and uh, making the live show very interesting. Mm. We're hoping to really step up the game. So I hope, hopefully, that answers your question. There's also there's one more thing I'd add to that, which is a bit of a, a, a truth. I'm not saying that was a lie because it wasn't a lie. Um, is that time constraints? Because we're we're so busy writing and touring that getting in a room to learn. Could learn a song that we haven't played live before. You know, the, the songs that we play live, we've played loads of times and we know very well, we know them intricately, we can kind of dance the dance without thinking about it. Um, it it's not a, a fast process to learn any of these songs. So realistically, out of all of our lives, we'd have to set aside a collective month to learn um, a, a new song, which we haven't had in the middle of doing all of this for the past couple of years. So... <clears throat> What songs would you like to do? Beneath My Skin, Tourniquet. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. <laughs> um, ooh, uh, maybe Lament again. I know we played that years ago, but that's that's an interesting one. Um, ooh, Mirror Image and the... We've got quite a few songs now. I'd like to do um, all of Sonder. That'd be great. Just yeah, play yeah, all of Sonder yeah, in a row. Definitely. Smile into uh, the arrow. Yeah, absolutely. Except, you know what? That is the most difficult I thing. I know, you say that all the time. I don't know if people realise that, but that, that end bit from smile into the arrow is the most difficult thing. I think we all agree that we want to play the whole of Sonder yeah. live. Yeah. Um, I personally would like to play Tourniquet. Um, I'd like to revisit Seven Names... Oh yeah, seven names. Cages. Um, I've always wanted to play Cages from Polaris. Mm. Some of the more obscure songs from Altered State, like Palingenesis, even Embers. You know those little songs mm. that kind of like people don't really mention half the time. Uh, Lament, Eden. Uh, definitely would like Eden to play 3. Eden. 0. Eden three point Maybe we could do that. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be mixing the setup so. We're getting some more questions come through now. And just so you are aware, if you've just joined in, once again, tesseractpodcast at gmail.com. That is the dedicated place to go if you want to be involved in the podcast, whether you want to suggest ideas for what we do in the future, whether you want to ask a question, that's how you do it. Do the one next one in order. Let's go. So the next question then. <clears throat> Hi, Dan and Jay. This is from Ashan Malik. Dan, just wanted to say I loved your solo album. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Will you guys go heavier for the next album or the opposite? Oh. Also, any collaborations planned? I'd love it if we could just play five seconds of the new song, but we can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd say it's quite <clears throat> heavy. I would say. The, the stuff that's come through so far has been um, quite heavy, but also... I want it to be more energetic. Yeah, energetic is probably a better word. 
But who knows? I mean, until we really dive into the songwriting process, we don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, personally, I like an album that's got a whole mixture of different emotions and paces to it. So, yeah. I don't influence what happens. Jay doesn't influence really what happens. Um, we all kind of have suggestions, but until we all start contributing, it's very hard to say. Um, it, so yeah. far, everything that that we've heard that's coming out of Ackles' brain and studio has been a sonic evolution from Sonder, which is very vague, but it has been it, it, it's just sounding bigger and the production is it doesn't sound like a demo it sounds better than Sonder it's, it's stupid um, it's going to be interesting hopefully yeah, it'll we'll be see. longer than Sonder um, one Have, more of these and then should we go into some of our questions so, yeah yeah we can um, we can do two because the, the, this one's really easy so Loza hides <laughs> have you got any uh, plans for shows in Wales? Oh man, why? I've just moved from Wales. Not at the minute, but lovely. maybe maybe next year. Um, we'll bear that in mind. Not that we have a really a say in it, but we'll suggest it because we are aware we haven't been to Wales in a long time. Let's come back to Pontins and play Metal Hammer Fest or whatever it was. Next question. Okay, George Sugioltz's I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. Sorry, I, Sorry I, dude. I definitely pronounced that wrong. Is there a reason you avoid older songs with harsher vocals? Or do you just think people are more into the newer stuff? By the way, can't wait to see you in Greece. Um, well, we do play older songs that have harsher vocals in them. I'm thinking like Sunrise and Nascent and stuff like that. They're I mean, so super we, we, old We just ones. don't play those songs anymore because we have more popular songs than that and that's the other and just linking into the question of why don't you mix up the set too much over the over the last few years you know as Tesseract's been building we've been playing new shows to newer people um it's been a I believe it's been a good move to play the songs that people request and want to hear and which is why we've been playing similar set for a long time but we're now at the point where we can really mix it up so we will be um, revisiting older songs um the harsher vocal thing it's something that I'm careful of. I don't want to do. I, I don't want to throw a whole set of screaming into the mix. That that would be quite challenging for me. It's I mean singing at this level with Tesseract is is challenging enough, and being able to have access to the whole spectrum of my range is super important. And if I was to just scream for a whole gig, I don't know how sustainable that would be for me. I've kind of retrained to a point where I can manage elements of that during a set I mean you you think about it you you try singing at the top of your range and also screaming for 90 minutes every day nope. that's very so, difficult if I was trying so. to play part two for 90 minutes it would absolutely kill me I can play it for however many minutes it is just about because it hurts two more really quick ones because I'm getting some like one, some one liners so Joshua Sid when they come to South America when do we come to South America um Hopefully soon, maybe next year. I can't tell you uh, for definite just yet. Last one, then we're going to move on. And then we'll come back to this. Uh, okay, we've had loads of uh, Holy cow. questions. Oh, wow, load, loads coming in. Um, Ethan Cronin. Yes, lads. First things first, huge inspiration and general <laughs> life motivators for myself. 
Really enjoy your music. Now, being a singer myself, I'd very much like to know Dan's go-to go-to mic for recording his cleans, and also if he uses plugging plugins. Also, which are his go-to? Um, it depends what for. If I'm tracking vocals, um, I've recently started to use a handheld condenser because I want to get more expression behind the mic. I'm, I'm f I've found in the past that by using tube condensers that are on a mic stand in a booth my performance has become very rigid um, because of that and holding a, a microphone and simulating a live scenario whilst tracking vocals for, for new songs has been quite revolutionary for me and I use a Neumann KMS 105 for that. Um, I do have an AKG C12VR which is a tube condenser. It's a vintage reissue from the original, which I think, I think is a 1970s mic. Um, it's very bright. Um, coupled with a Neve 1073 preamp, that's like, it's so bright, it's unbearable. So I'm still trying to, I and mean, that's the equipment that I currently have. I'm trying to mix it up a little bit and try and find the perfect, the perfect setup. I feel like I'm getting closer to that, and maybe the handheld condenser is the way forward. Plug-in wise, um, I use a lot of Waves plugins, uh, the SSL series, EQs and compressors, CLA compressors um, are really good, Fab Filter EQs quite nice, um, term, in terms of effects, Valhalla Reverbs, Rverb, Hverb, Hdelay, Echo Boy, there's, there's so many awesome plugins out there that you can use. So, Question two, for both please, what would you rather have, drills for feet? Or hammers for hands. These are the kind of questions These are the that we enjoy. Life-changing questions. Hammers for hands, for sure. Think about trying to walk around with drills on your feet. But drills it, on your feet. Well, drill. You'd be drilling holes, and you'd fall over all the time. You'd probably snap the drill end off, wouldn't you? The bit would just get snapped off, and then you'd just. You'd have uh, some serious grip, though. You wouldn't. You'd you'd just. Well, you wouldn't move anywhere. Actually, you wouldn't be able to. It'd be really hard to. It'd be awful. To move anywhere. What if you hammers as hand? Imagine eating what if an ice bone? cream with two hammers. You'd be alright, you just have to be delicate. But <laughs> thinking about like you're on a Imagine. boat and you just drill two holes in the boat would sink. Hammers for hands. Oh, drumming with hammers. It'd be so good. I think I'm going to go for hammers for hands. Right, that's the last of those questions for now. Alright. People, you've been absolutely spectacular. Thank you for getting all these emails in. Keep them coming in because it'll inspire questions for the next podcast. Um, right. Do we keep this thing going or do we um, shut it off now that we've got a bunch of questions in? Maybe just leave it running so people can All right. you know, tap into it. But for now, hold back on the questions. We've got enough. Um, but if you want to suggest anything, um, I mean, this is the second Tesseract podcast. We're going to be doing a full series um, interviewing the crew that we have, um, the tour managers, the lighting engineers, sound engineers. People in the industry that we've know very well who um, other musicians other musicians and managers and agents and all of that kind of thing so hopefully it's going to be really useful for yeah. you know budding musicians to know what goes on in the background absolutely um daniel tomkins you're going on tour for two months right this is a question this isn't fact this is a question you can take three items with you Let's assume that you've got enough regular clothes to stay comfortable, so don't choose underwear. What do you take with you? Three items, and why? I'm a, I'm limited, so I've got clothes. You've got clothes. You've got like your stage clothes. I've got all my equipment. You, you stage your stage equipment. gear, but like what three comfort 
items do you bring with you on top? Well, I mean, it's, it's a bit obvious, really, isn't it? I mean, the first one's going to be your mobile phone, because I need to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, probably my MacBook. And thirdly, my bag to put the MacBook in. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're the three things. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, that, that was... Okay, well, that's Very practical. That was a practical response. Sufficient, at least. Um, what's been the most difficult aspect of touring, and how have you overcome it? Illness. Definitely illness. One, trying to prevent illness by having good hygiene, good levels of personal hygiene. Um <laughs> It's more quite clean, actually. I've had a shower. First um, Avoiding uh, dehydration, which can lead to a whole series of things that you don't want. Um, but also um, trying to keep away from people that have respiratory problems. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, coughs and colds and, you know, other... It's very hard to avoid all, all that kind of stuff. Though. A bus um, or a van when you're just in the space with folks. True, but I've discovered that there is a product that you can buy, um, which is essentially like Vaseline. And what I do before I go to sleep is cover the inside of my nose with it. Um, it stops you from getting too dry, and it also catches all, well, a lot of the nastiness in the air. So you don't wake up with sore throats and develop colds and things like that. Because um, obviously, I mean, if, you, if you're getting a cold on tour, it's, it's going to affect everything, especially for a singer. Mm. I need to know what that is, because I always get sick on tour, and I'm fed up of it. But I think mostly, it's down to having a positive attitude. Um, being happy, relaxed, you know, not being stressed is a big deal. Um, so yeah, illness has always been the biggest thing to try and avoid on tour, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want me to ask you a question? If you like, yeah, go on. That'd be exciting. <clears throat> okay. I've tried to be a little bit, I've tried to think outside the box, but keep it in-house, if that makes sense. Inside and outside so, of the box. Like, just all right, re- really quickly, out of all the bands that we've toured with, yes. who has been your favourite? I can only pick one, so this is really difficult. And Why? Uh, Pliny because they're really nice guys and really chilled <laughs> there you go I mean most of the people we tour with are really nice um, there's every every now and then there's an ego that you have to deal with but that's quite rare um, every now and then there's an arsehole that you have to deal with but again that's quite rare but all of the Pliny dudes are absolutely lovely absolutely chilled out and um, I'd choose those guys to tour with any time Next question. I'll do you one if you want. No, 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 I'll you one. You've asked me a few. So Tesseract started out in a pretty niche scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Niche. How do you feel about being labelled, or Tesseract being labelled, as a gent band? That's part one to the question. How do you feel about mm. being labelled as a gent band? And also, as the years have gone by, we've become part of the prog scene and been labelled as prog as our music has stepped away from the traditional sense of 
gent or the actual you know gent itself uh what are your thoughts on all of this um i think starting out in a fresh niche at the time because it was um it it had come from Meshuggah, obviously, but it had kind of evolved into something else. Um, we were at the, at the start of something with like Periphery and Animals as Leaders and a couple of other bands, and we've been lucky enough to stay relevant, and I, I just think Gent was the, the word given to that movement, which is it's fine. It could have been called anything. Um, I don't know how relevant that word is now because I haven't really kept up with what's going on. Um, I'm happy to have progressed into the world of Prague. It's a strange thing. I don't really think too much about it, uh, if I'm being totally honest. I just enjoy listening to writing and learning the music. Um, That's literally my answer to the question. I, I don't really think about it very much. How do you feel about um, the world of prog? And what 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 is it? What, is it, what do you think it means? The world of prog. If I'm being absolutely honest, I don't listen to any of it. Um, I, I listen pretty much exclusively to the the stuff that we are writing and learning because it takes up one hundred percent of my musical ability, uh, both listening and wanting to listen and learning. Um, I think it's a very uh, supportive scene and it's quite diverse as well because it, it ranges from, well, diverse, yeah, I suppose diverse is the right word, but there's a lot of longevity in it as well. You know, you, you can be a band from 30 years ago and still be relevant um, or you can be a band that's got a couple of months behind you and be putting out something absolutely insane and be relevant and the industry have your back completely. So... I think it, it's it's kind of unique in that respect, um, and every, everyone just seems super stoked. Everyone seems to know way more than me about it as well. Everyone knows a stupid amount about crazy time signatures and weird chords and all of that. And it doesn't. I don't know. I don't, it's cool. I just I'm I'm kind of on the outskirts of it weirdly because I don't really I don't listen to it all. Is my answer. Okay, I'll allow that. I'm coming at you. You ready? Um, what's the one technology that you wish existed right now out of all of the possibilities presented by science fiction? Oh, come on. Come on. What do you mean, come on? We're futuristic. Teleportation. Okay. Because I'm getting a bit tired of all the travelling. That's exactly what I I just want to be somewhere. I want to be home right now. Yeah, I want to be home I'm and not step through a door, anymore. walk into my living room, see my family, have dinner, tea, yeah. walk through the door onto the stage, play the show, back back again. Back in bed. You know what, though? <laughs> I, I think teleportation for sure, because if there's anything that we can do to bypass the unnecessary crap of airports, um, then it would be great. It's... But, uh, it just feels like a huge waste of time. It is a huge waste of time. And that, that sounds a bit morbid. No, it, it's only... Because a... you should make the most of every second that you're granted. Yeah, and but... I, try, I try to, personally. And I always try to, you know, have a conversation or just enjoy being around people. Yeah. 
But airports are a human-enforced waste of time. Like, it, it's only the unnecessary experience that it is because of some terrible bastard somewhere in the world that's planning on doing something awful because of something they believe. Like, it, it's really not... It doesn't have to be this way. But what I would like to talk about... <laughs> There is this, all right, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but it's in relation to the teleportation thing. So you know that... Did you um, know I was going to say teleportation? No, I didn't. I didn't actually know that, but I, thinking of what... I mean, you could have chosen, like, a laser gun or something, but you weren't going to choose that. Um, maybe hammers for, for hands. <laughs> <laughs> but That technology exists. It probably does, yeah. Um, Captain Hammer Hands. Captain Hammer Hands, yeah, I forgot about that. Um... I've read or listened to a podcast recently where someone was talking about this. Uh, it was it was an idea that teleportation is, is potentially kind of messed up because you know, like if you're, they say that your every atom in your body is replaced. I think it's everything over like seven years or something. So the the version of you that exists now as Daniel Tompkins, though you've got the memories of seven of seven years ago or even longer than that none of the atoms in you that make you up are the same atoms as seven years ago. So you're not the same person kind mm-hmm. of thing. The person that is you seven years ago, the body no longer exists, which means that you're dead or something. I don't know, it's kind of weird. But with teleporting, how would it work? Would you literally, would each atom be transported or would it be copied and pasted? And if you were copied and recreated over there... Like so, a millionth of a second I mean, before I've you reappeared. No, I, I can't even begin to Please explain because I know is it. I, got, I know. It, I know nothing in, is, the, in the scientific world of physics of the, to explain that. No, that's one of those things. Like I, I'm, if I'm like falling, you'd asleep, have to travel through. It's either you traveling through space in some form or another, or you are copy and pasted via well, a. If it's if it's like a wormhole and you're, you're folding the sheet of paper and walking through, fine, but. If it's a, take this matter, structure, take take this matter and make break it, it down and recreate it, yeah, in another place. Then I, I'm afraid I would not do that because even though if you're born again on this place with all of these memories, then the person that is in point A has been killed to get to the person at point B that's got the memories. I think I, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing the thing to take from this is the fact that <laughs> people pe- people change, people can change. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, that really went off. Here we go. Um, Are you a gamer? What are you currently playing? Do you stream? You know the answer to that. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I'm getting more into the gaming side of it. Um, I'm finding that I'm having a little bit more free time these days. And my little boy, my oldest, is... He's turning six very soon this year, and he loves sitting with me playing on the PS4. I started to get him into like all the old school Sonic games. Mm. Before I left for this tour, I bought him Crash Bandicoot, which was remade for oh, PS4, nice. one, two, and three. That's good. And he was loving playing that. But he he wanted Minecraft, and it's not totally age appropriate for a five year old. I think you need to be it's like eight or nine to be able to fully understand. How it works. But aren't you just going around like smacking goats with hammers? And... Well, the, it's about survival and creation and project managing. So it's actually really, it's really good for kids' development, um, depending on how you look at it. And I bought it for him and we started to play it. 
and uh, I got really into it. And so I thought, <laughs> I thought, well, I do try and work on tour, but a part of being relaxed on tour is having an outlet and is relaxing. So I bought Minecraft for my Mac, and I've been playing Minecraft quite a lot, and I really enjoy it. It's quite frustrating, um, but yeah, it's cool. But like back home, you did get PS4 upset wise, last night when you lost I did get upset last night. I. You don't let's not out. get into it. <laughs> let's not go there. But in essence, I tunneled for a long time. What's and tunneling then tunneled, for people and then, who don't know out of this deep cave that took me a long time to get there. And I emerged in this random part of the world that I didn't know where I was. And then I was killed, lost all my things, and couldn't get back to where I was. But you just got some diamonds, so everything's But okay. I've played it again this morning. I managed to find some diamonds, so I'm feeling quite happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you specifically insane guy at my right. How nightmare is it for... Ba what are you even saying? Like, you... I... I'm, I know I can't speak any, or write in any other language, but if you are going to try and communicate with us, please try and form <laughs> sentences oh, that we can understand. Um, what are you currently watching? Is there a show? That Instagram. You're... No, I mean, like, is there a show? Is there a series you're currently watching? Um, there was. I want to watch the um, OA, the new series oh. of OA. And also Ch Chino Chernobyl. I haven't seen that now yet. TV, and I've just cancelled my Now TV after Game of Thrones because I don't want to pay oh, for I my did it 15th well. TV service. I managed to get a three-month subscription because I won on you know the, the Monopoly McDonald's thing. I got so one three months. to go to McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. Three months So I watched all TV. the Game of Thrones and then I've just stopped my... Uh, is it on, it's not on Netflix then? No, it's Now TV. OA. Oh, and the OA's on... Chernobyl's on Netflix there. as well. I don't think I've seen is. it advertised. We were gonna, me and Emma were gonna watch it. Really? We, yeah, I might have a look. Oh. See if it's still there. So apart from that, oh, he's great. I really enjoyed that. Apart from that, what else have I been watching recently? What was the last thing that I watched? Series-wise, I've been catching up on The Walking Dead. I got bored of that twice. I watched up until Negan, about three years ago, or whenever it, it came out, and then I I lost the the me the will to watch it, but I've gone back and watched all the way up to the current series, and um, it was really gruesome, probably really really gruesome, quite quite shocking actually. I got up to the prison twice, and then was just like, nah. it's got to change though. Like they're always in the same location, they need to move and go somewhere. Like go go to the coast. Yeah. Go on the sea. Let let's see zombies on the sea. Zom go, zombie pirates. Go That'd to awesome. Nottingham. Go to Nottingham. I'm watching... I forgot the name of it because it's on the tip of my tongue and Amazon will tell me what it is. The Expanse. It's really good. Oh, The Expanse, it's yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like very good, good sci-fi that is... It's not reaching too far into like laser guns and stupidity so far. I've only seen a couple of episodes. It's just really brutal sci-fi, but it it's, looks great as well. Um, so how long... Are we going to do this podcast for? Because how long we've we been? Uh, we've been fifty-five minutes. <laughs> That's quite good. Fifty-five minutes isn't the last one we time. did was over Seven an hours. hour. It was over an hour. I got a couple more questions if you want them. Um, you keep asking me questions, and I'm not really asking you any questions. Because you're so. a bad friend. I'm not. Um, <laughs> are you currently reading anything? Um, I don't read, which Fair is enough. really bad. Really um, 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 um. If you had a hundred pounds 
to spend on anything right now, what would it be? My and bills. It would go straight into my bank account. Okay. Well, I wouldn't spend on anything. £1,000? Same. £10,000? Half of that. And then I'd spend five on a decent meal, which is five grand on my bank. <laughs> five grand? <laughs> five pounds. <laughs> go and get yourself a little burger. £100,000. What would you do? Wow. I would definitely um, have to think about that because I'd be tempted to invest or do something with it where I could pay off my mortgage or part of my mortgage. Yeah. You got an adult answer, that is. It's nice. Cool. I've got some quick fires. You got quick fires. Okay, before you do the quick fire round, I'll answer my last question. I'll ask my last question. Oh, God. So your, your mattress is falling off of the bed and I'm falling with it. Okay. Just a really simple question, but what has been your career highlight so far? Oh, um, if I had to pick one thing so far. Your career highlight. Um, I know what mine is. It's difficult to pick one because, oh, I mean, actually, you know what? Probably Shepherd's Bush, because that was a really big Tesseract show. And it looked massive. It looked like someone else's show. It's amazing playing the big festivals, like playing Sonisphere main stage, Download, the other big European festivals that we've played, where you're looking out at a sea of heads. They're all amazing. It's never quite the same as doing a hometown, sold-out, massive show. So Shepherd's Bush was amazing for me. Um, drum career highlights doing like the UK drum show and getting with DW and Sabian and stuff like that. They're all kind of big on my drum career mountain. Mine's the same. Shepherd's Bush gig. Yeah. For sure. That was crazy. That was brilliant. To play to a sold out Shepherd's Bush or O2 Empire. So much fun as well. Yeah, like brilliant. so And the performance was actually one of the best performances I've ever had live. Yeah. It's, everything just kind of fell into place and it felt it felt really special. Yeah. I remember we did, we played Coco with Carnival years ago and I hit that stage with so much adrenaline that I had a terrible show in my head. I, everything was sped up and I was playing, the, it was like that time dilation thing where everything slowed down because we played to a metronome so you can't actually slow down or speed up. But, the song felt really slow and all of the things that I know how to do very easily became very difficult. Um, and ever since that show, I've always tried to chill out before I go on stage. And the, the second time we played Coco was our show, it was our headline show. And it was a much more enjoyable and comfortable experience. I remember walking out, looking up at the, the there's different like tiers of people and they're like going up and just laughing. And immediately that laughter just like set all of the... Yeah tension and adrenaline just gone and I hit the stage really comfortable and the same with Shepherd's Bush just walk out like oh my god that looks amazing someone just commented saying that they were that was their first show their first test match really Shepherd's Bush you saw a good one definitely definitely saw a good one um, so I think we're going to turn off the Instagram feed now uh, but thank you for joining in and we're yes. going to continue the podcast 
by itself and then when they release you can listen back so we're going to add a few things to it yeah this is only podcast number two we're going to do a few more before we so, release them <clears throat> we'll you. catch you again thank you thank you very much so right continuing the podcast then we had uh, over a thousand viewers on that that's pretty oh cool. that was great should we share it for the next 24 hours so people can watch it yeah there we go. sounds good um so part of these podcasts I would like to dedicate to um, just playing a track and talking about the artist very loosely. Um, I just think it's a great way of just, um, you know, making the podcast interesting, but also showing you guys, you know, what we've listened to over the years and the kind of music we enjoy. I'm going to pick a band called Extol. Um, I feel that these guys were... Because they, they're not. I think they're on like a long-term hiatus at the minute. They were one of uh, the most underrated metal bands of like the late '90s, early 2000s. And the song that I'm going to choose is called "Confession of Inadequacy," and it's from the album Synergy. In two, and it was out in 2003. Um, bearing in mind all of the math metal bands that came out during the 2000s, I find it shocking that these guys were not given the credit for their originality. Um, it kind of makes me think that these guys probably influenced a lot of the bands that came out post, you know, 2000. Um, I don't want to you know, go any deeper into that, but I do feel like they weren't given the exposure and the coverage that they should have had. So yeah, this is the song uh, Confession of Inadequacy.
So there you go. Um, go check them out. Confession of Inadequacy is the song. The band is X Toll. They've got like six or seven albums out, I believe. Quite, quite a big discography. Um, I think certain members of the band have actually just released a side project called Azuzu. Azuzu? I think that's how you pronounce it, A-Z-U-S-A. Um, they just start, start to get coverage through Louder Sound, which is like Metal Hammer in the UK. Um, I'm going to have to listen to the album. I haven't heard it just yet, but definitely go listen to the back catalogue from Extol. Cool. I'm going to do the exact same thing as Dan. Um, I haven't listened to that much new music recently. Actually, I haven't listened to any new music recently. Um, but... There's a band that I keep going back to because it reminds me of a particular time in my life, uh, and that band is Pussifer, um, which is Maynard from Tool's other band um, that isn't Perfect Circle. Um, and the song is taken from the 2015 album uh, Money Shot, and it's a song called Life of Brian, which... I listened to that album a lot when I was renovating my first house and it reminds me of that time in my life and it's a really nice track. Obsession has an odor Total vision has a tell It's 
questions but I think is it, is it the one word answer thing one word answer you just got to go for it I've got I've got a time limit uh, I'll punch you it takes you long <laughs> quick fire round root beer or dandelion and burdock root beer Robocop or Terminator Terminator Alien or Predator Alien Game of Thrones or Remedale <laughs> Game of Thrones Beach or Mountains Beach Fishing or a game of squash Squash. He-Man or Thundercats? Thundercats. Scorpion or Sub-Zero? Scorpion. Resident Evil 4 or Resident Evil 5? I can't remember the difference between them both. Was 4 the one in Spain or Europe, going through the villages, opening scene? Or was 5 the one which in Africa? I think 5 is Africa. They're both really good games. Yes. I'm going to have to say 4. Minecraft or Sleep? Sleep. Sushi or Toby Carvery? It's definitely sushi, 100%. There you go. That ends nice. my quick fire round. Like two minutes writing those on Are the you toilet. really prepared those? Yeah, I wrote them down. I can't think of quick fire questions on the spot. Oh, man. I'm going to have to try now because I've not prepared mine. You don't have to have any prepared. It's fine. You, you just pulled some out of the bag last time. Like, it was no, like it was nothing. All right. Ready? I was going to do it again. Jeez, here we go. Refresher or wham bars? Refreshers. I enjoy the uh, refreshing centre. Scones yeah. or crumpets? Crumpets with a lot of butter. Skydiving or freediving? Skydiving? I've never done either, but I'd love to skydive. Freediving sounds terrible. Terrible? <laughs> That's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. 
I just made up a word. I'll, I'll, I'm going to revisit that one then. So, bungee jumping or skydiving? Still skydiving. The, the idea of a skydive seems free. The idea of a bungee jump sounds terrifying. I don't know why. I just don't like the idea of jumping from like a bit of a horrible height, whereas at least skydiving, you're just, you're just like jumping into a painting. And... Bungee jumping in a wooden wardrobe. What? So you're tied... Oh, you're, t- you're, you're, you're inside, inside the wardrobe. The wardrobe yeah. Or a coffin. It's the same thing. You're just in a box. Well, you got shoes. Coffin, because I'm lying it. down. I'm lying no, down. No, see, I would say coffin because it's lined. It's, it's lined. more comfortable. God, that's morbid. Sorry, right, okay, moving on. Um, clouds or grass? Um, can't have one without the other, but let's say clouds. If you had to lose your left finger... Yeah, which one? Your little finger. Yeah. Your left little finger. Yeah. Or your... Little pinky toe. Little pinky toe. Really? Yeah, because no one's going to see it. And I need to, I can like carry on drumming regardless. Mm, true. Okay, would you rather have eyes where your nipples are or nipples where your eyes are? <laughs> well, I'll say that again. Well, like, eyes for nipples or nipples for eyes? So you just... Eyes for nipples. But do I still have eyes if I have eyes for nipples? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're either so, blind and you've got nipples there or you've got four sets of eyes <laughs> definitely going for the eyes full on eye nipples uh, well I haven't got any more and that seems like a really good place to end this podcast Yeah. Um, let's just very quickly tell people where they can get us again we're on Instagram, all the usual places. If you go to the Tesseract Instagram account, which is Tesseract Band, you will see a list of our te- uh, Instagram handles. Uh, at Apple Ackle, at Rock with Dan, at Amos Prem Williams, at James Monteith, and at J Postones, J A Y Postones, for those who need the actual spelling. Um, tesseractpodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us with any questions that you'd like us to answer on this podcast Um, tesseractband.co.uk for all things Tesseract for our merch store for the list of our upcoming shows and parties there aren't any parties yet but maybe we'll get there one day and we all have our various websites as well. I am jpostonesdrums.com, which at the moment is a blog, but will be more very soon. Daniel has... What's your website? It's danieltompkinsvocalist.com, which has links to everything that I'm involved in there. Um, I will just plug out the, the vocal coaching site, um, which is a separate site. <clears throat> it's a subscription membership site for vocal coaching, which is daniel-tompkins.com. That is um, a... It's always a work in progress. It's a growing site. I've got things that I'm going to be releasing. New courses, new behind-the-scenes videos in the next few weeks, hopefully. Um, and then we have Hold Tight PR, which is James's PR company. If you're a new band or a band looking for PR work and exposure, um, they will help you with that. We have 4dsounds.com, which is Ackles mixing and mastering website as well. One more thing I'd like to plug, actually, just while we're out on the road, um, our silly little tour videos that I'm capturing are going up to my YouTube account, which is youtube.com forward slash J-A-Y postones, P-O-S-T-O-N-E-S. 
Uh, I'm doing them every few days and it's just capturing the behind the scenes stuff. The meals we eat, the modes of transportation we take, the toilets we sit on and that kind of thing. So if you want to see all of that, head on over there. Thank you very much, you've been beautiful. See you later. Bye.